in a dark world filled with deceit. One united voice is crying out. Revealing the truth of God's word. It's time to expose the hidden truth. And unravel the lies. While we're living in Satan's little season. With Sister Crystal and Brother Phil. Welcome to Living in Satan's Little Season show. We're your hosts. Sister Crystal. Brother Phil. The topic today, the heaven problem. Today we're going to talk about a topic that continually keeps getting brought up about my end-time theology, my eschatology that I teach, problem that most people have, heaven becomes an issue. And this is what we're going to talk about today. The idea of heaven is this glorious place that when people speak of their loved ones or whatever to that degree, heaven is a place where we consider that's where we're going to go or those who have preceded us in death will go or be. But... Not the case, because heaven is described in there several different forms of celestial layers. Well, we're going to go into the descriptions of you know what heaven is like, where right. God resides, because there's the Bible actually tells us quite a bit of detail, right, on what's going on up there. It doesn't give us a lot of descriptions about what it looks like, and, and okay. that's because we're you know we're not we're really not going there. First, we're going to start out by going to. The Greek word used to right. describe heaven. Why don't you go ahead and read? What's that Greek word there? Uranos. Uranos. That really is a word for heaven. And that actually means heavens, plural. Okay. It's not singular. Now, we're going to go. The first place this word is used in the Bible is the very first verse yes. in the Bible. Right. And that's Genesis 1, verse 1. In the beginning, God made the heaven and the earth. Okay. And that, of course, heavens Hens. is uh-huh. actually plural. He made the heavens and the earth, okay? okay? See, what people don't realize is that heaven isn't just where God resides. See, that's where the people have been tripped up. Heaven is also describes these other realms as well. And we're going to go into that now and how this word is actually described mm-hmm. and how this word is used. Now, first place in the Bible, Revelation chapter 1, verse 8, describes the heaven as a different place than where God resides. This is one of the first places we read about this. Okay, go ahead and read that one. And God called the firmament heaven, and God saw that it was good, and there was evening, and there was morning the second day. And God said, Let there be lights in the firmament of the heaven to give light upon the earth, to divide between day and night, and let them be for signs and for seasons and for days and for years. The firmament is described as being a part of heaven. This is why I'm trying to say that it, it, we don't know what part of heaven is talked about, it all depends on context. But this is not the only place it describes heaven. This is, of course, where the sun, moon, and stars reside in what's called the heaven. But this isn't where God resides. He's in a higher level of heaven than that. But this is one level of heaven that's that's called heaven. 
Right. Where, you know, the sun, moon, and stars are, you know, they're spinning around there doing their thing, you know, and, and, and the, the celestial body's giving us signs, seasons, and all that kind of stuff. Well, that's why I said it was layered, <laughs> because there's one, and then there's another, and others, and so they're kind of one on top of the other, and so forth. Now, let's look at another verse of scripture that describes heaven, and it's not the, the place in heaven where you would think that, oh, where God resides, okay? And, and this is what Jesus mentions this one. In Matthew. Matthew chapter 6, verse 28, 26. Why don't you go and read that one? Look at the birds of the air, for they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? Okay, and so this word's the birds of the air. Okay, right. I love how they translate the, the single Greek word different <laughs> in all these places, depending on the context, right? So here they, they don't use the word heaven, they use the word air. Okay. okay. But see, that's the same place. It's it's, it's the heaven. Okay? Air, space. So that's why a lot of times people get misunder misunderstand when they say, oh, heaven. They automatically, in their clicks in their mind, oh, that's where God lives. But that's also described as a place where birds fly. So the sky is also a part of heaven. According to, the, I'm just going, according to your Bible. According to Jesus. Because he used his word here. I'm, I'm not the one that used the word. He used the word and of course, the translators translate that word "air" because he doesn't want us to get misunderstood with God, where God lives, which mm. is understandable. But here's the problem: is that sometimes they'll translate it "heaven." It all depends on their biases. Like right. Elijah went up into heaven, right? <laughs> but you see, we know that's also where, according to the scripture, where the birds live. Right. See, this is exactly. But see, they had to translate that "heaven" because under their, under their theological biases. Oh, they have to have Elijah going to the third heaven where God resides. Right. See, this is where you get all this stuff happening here. Okay, mm. they, they they'll translate things the way they think they should be saying, but then they're not accurate. They're not they're not being a, a very good when it comes to their things. See, if you'd see that no no this word heaven here is used to describe where the birds fly. Well, then maybe Elijah was just taken up into the sky and not up into the third heaven where God lives. But anyway, let's go ahead and read Revelation chapter five. And we're gonna we're gonna read a little bit more about this topic of heaven. Then I saw a strong angel proclaiming with a loud voice, "Who is worthy to open the scroll and to loose its seals?" And no one in heaven or on earth or under the earth was able to open the scroll or to look at it. And every creature which is in heaven and on the earth and under the earth, such as are in the sea and all that are in them, I heard saying. Blessing and honor and glory and power be to him who sits on the throne, to the Lamb forever and ever. Okay, so this word heaven is used here. But you look here, and it's describing a place. Now, we don't really exactly know if he's talking about, uh, is this people that are actually in the third heaven? Or it, could it be also people that live, and a lot of times I think it's referring to people that live high up on a mountain. Mm. Because, see, they're living in the, quote, heavens. Matter of fact, you know, we where we live, we have a lot of mountains, and people that live really high up on the mountains, they're uh, really above the where the clouds are. The elevation, right? Yeah, the elevation's so high, they're above the cloud line. So when it comes to this passage of scripture, I've heard people use see, you now people do go to heaven because here you go, you have people that are in heaven, no one in heaven or on earth or under the earth. Well, who's under the earth? See, it's just what he's trying to say is. It's people that are in high up in, on high mountains, people that are on the grass, or people that are on, in the lowlands. That's just what it's describing. Mm -hmm. That's what all this is saying here. 
it's not trying to describe oh there's some people that are actually in heaven that can't that can't read this scroll but see that uh, obviously that's jumping to conclusions here again the, what a lot of times when they mention people in the heavens it just means people that live in high elevations a lot of times so we can't really tell based on a passage of scripture unless the context tells us mm-hmm this is one thing you learn. Now we're going to go over some descriptions of what heaven is actually, how it's described in our Bibles. Right. Okay, we're going to go through every, this is all the places I could find. Of, <laughs> there's obviously a lot of redundancy, so I only really gave one example of these different things. But the first one I'm going to go into is that the Bible says about heaven, which I believe is the area that God resides, is that our reward is stored there. Matthew chapter 6, verses 19 and 20. Do not lay up for yourself treasures on earth, where moth and rust destroy, where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust destroy, and where thieves do not break in and steal. Now, obviously, see, we can't really go to heaven to mm-hmm. lay up for ourselves treasures in heaven. So how does that exactly work? Well, see, to God, our treasures in heaven is how we live our lives, uh-huh. how we conduct ourselves, and our and our spirit. Well, I kind of think of it as a secure, security deposit deposit box in heaven. But it's like, it's locked up tight. No one's going to take anything out of it. No one's going to add anything to it. And it's not going to get confused, confused with anyone else's. And God's going to know whose is whose. <laughs> well, again, since no one has ascended into heaven, right. that's a perfect place. It's The security is airtight. No one, no one's getting up there. Um, no, no one, no heist is going to happen there with that, <laughs> with that, with those treasures in heaven, because it's only righteous people that are that are protecting your stuff. It's more secure than Fort Knox. That's right. <laughs> okay, the second one, of course, that's mentioned here is that our Father God lives there in heaven. Okay? okay, and that's that's found in Matthew chapter eighteen. Go ahead and read that one, verses thirteen and fourteen. And if he should find it, assuredly I say to you, he rejoices more over the sheep than over the ninety-nine. That did not go astray. Even so, it is not the will of your Father who is in heaven that one of these little ones should perish. Again, our Father, God, we know, according to the Scripture, we know exactly where He's mm-hmm. at. He's in heaven there. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's His. That's His home. That's His realm. Right. That's the one that that He He resides over. That's not where we reside. Looks from above and looks out for us. He's watching right. out for us. That's right. kind of what that Scripture is saying. That He's looking out for the. One lost sheep who has gone astray. Mm. Father does. Okay, He's in heaven right now doing that. So that's what I'm saying. He has a bird's eye view of everything that's going on down there, he, up there. We don't have to worry about him overlooking things, missing whatever it is. No, he's, he's got everything well right. under control. Third thing here, description of heaven, is that the angels actually mm-hmm. live there. Okay, mm-hmm. That's kind of their abode too. And we're going to read that in Matthew chapter 22. Verse 30. For in the resurrection, they neither marry nor are given in marriage, but are like angels of God in heaven. So again, that, that one declares that the angels of God are in heaven. Right. And that we are, well, actually at the resurrection, will become like them. Right. Okay. That we're going to be like them at the resurrection. We'll be like, but see, we're not going to be in heaven because that's not really our home. Right. But we're going to be like them as in, it, it, that's their place is in heaven. Our place, not so. Right. Okay. So it just we, we just have different places, different realms that God's created for us, and he- heaven is for God and the angels, and um, that's that's the realm that God created for them, and for us, of course, we have 
this this place. This right. Room. Next one here is, go ahead and read number four here. Jesus Christ has all authority in heaven. Okay, that's in Matthew chapter 28, verse 18. Go ahead and read that one. And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Okay, so according to him, after his, this is after his resurrection. Mm-hmm. After he made the ultimate sacrifice, he got the greatest reward. See, mm. this is how God does it. He rewards those who are faithful. And of course, Christ, because he, he, made, he did the ultimate work. Right. That he got the greatest reward. That is, all authority has been given to him, not only in heaven, but on earth. Right. That's why Christ is still there, uh, still here watching out for us. Right. Yeah. Maybe, maybe we don't have the, fa- we don't have the, um, the saints uh, with him. Um, but you know what? He's, he's not going to give up on us ever. Right. Okay. He's still reigning on this earth, even though most people, I hate to say it today, are in rebellion mm-hmm. against his reign. We aren't. No. People on this listen to this show. Hopefully, we're not again not, not opposed to the reign of Christ. We want him to be reigning, and I'm just trying to wake people up to get to, to recognize his reign. That's right. what I'm trying to do. Right. And so, the more people that do that, the more the less power the wicked forces of dark this dark age have. So well, we only have do. the power that people give them. Exactly. The power that really of all authority is actually Jesus' power, but because people don't recognize that power they only recognize the power that they want to be subservient to that's why they recognize the evil authorities here on earth but i i don't know about anyone else but i have a such a peace of my heart and spirit when i think about that god is in control he's looking out for us and then jesus is has the authority over us here and and in heaven so it's like his dual citizenship because of his faithfulness and obedience to god is you know kind of our example well number five so god's throne is there that's in acts chapter 7 verse 49 why don't you go ahead and read that one heaven is my throne and earth is my footstool what house will you build for me says the lord or what is the place of my rest okay again his his throne is in heaven okay. heaven is his throne uh-huh and guess what earth <laughs> We're, you know, he, he's just kicking back with his legs and putting it on earth. That's what, that's what we're just footstool to God, right? I, I, I know that sounds pretty bad, doesn't it? Maybe footstool means something different. but Well, no, I, I mean, you can just think, you know, there's so many beautiful mountain ranges. You know, is he actually putting his feet up on a mountain range, you know, and sitting back and going, I got this all in, in hand, you know. I don't know, but it's just, it is a beautiful um, picture of God. He's He's kind of laid back and relaxed. He's not stressing out over all the things that are going on around that he's observing. Go ahead and read number six there. Our hope is in heaven. Okay, that's found in Colossians chapter 1, verse 5. Go ahead and read that one. Because of the hope which is laid up for uh, for you in heaven, of which you heard before the word of the truth of the gospel. So again, our hope. We have hope that's laid up for us as a treasure in heaven. See, we're receiving the things from heaven but they're being brought down here to earth. And this is hope that we have, eternal life and all that. So we got to put our hope and leave our hope in heaven because that's what we're thinking about. See, us that listen to this show, we don't we don't focus on the earthly things that are temporary. Well, we're going for the eternal things. Right. That's what we're that's what we're after now. That's what we're fighting for. That's why we're fighting tooth and nail to try to wake people up to all this deception going on. Set your mind on things above not things below. Right. And so that's why our hope needs to be set in heaven, 
And that's what the Bible says exactly. it, 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 our yes. hope needs to be. And not set on things on this earth that that are are gonna are temporary and won't last. Are frail and fall apart and are of no value. Number seven. Jesus is from heaven. Okay, Jesus Christ. See, he's originally from heaven. That's the reason. Uh -huh. Okay, so go ahead and read that one here. What's where, the where's first that scripture man? Down? First Corinthians fifteen forty seven. Okay, go ahead and read that. The one. first man was of the earth, made of dust. The second man is the Lord from heaven. And we know who the Lord from heaven is, right? Uh, uh, yeah. That's Jesus Christ. Right. See, again, he's from heaven. That's the reason why he ascended to heaven. Uh-huh. That's originally where he's from, okay? None of us in this world are from heaven. Uh -huh. We know this from Genesis chapter 1 and 2. Right. How God created us from the dust of the earth. Right. We are from this world. This is where our home. We are not from heaven. But Jesus Christ, though, he came down from heaven right. to earth to help us out. So he's originally from that place. So he's an ambassador from heaven. Right. <laughs> and so that's what he did was he, he, part of what he did was he came down. Right. To teach us the way things work in heaven so we can get him to work that way here on earth. And that's part of why the Bible talks about the kingdom of heaven is here now. Because he brought the blueprints. Right. He and and the kingdom of heaven means the kingdom from heaven. In other words, that's what he's doing. He's bringing he's establishing the kingdom of heaven here on earth. Right. And so that's what Christ came down to do. He came down to bring the blueprints to what it's like in heaven to earth now. And that's what we are citizens of. That's why our it's so wonderful the way Christ did. He came down from heaven. He knows exactly how things work and how the operation up there is. And he's just bringing that operation down here so we can implement it down here. Unfortunately, we live in a day and age now. Right. Where people aren't, are, are mucking that up. Are not wanting to do the way it is in heaven here on this earth. And that old little phrase, it's hell on earth. And they're turning this world into <laughs> hell. And that's the reason why we're having all these financial problems and everything else. Because everything is against right. what the Bible teaches. Right. Okay, so we just need to get turn it back around. That's what we're that's what we're trying to do here. Right. Okay, let's go to the next one here. This is verse uh, number eight. number eight. What's in that? What's that one? Our say? citizenship is in heaven. <clears throat> okay, what's that one? Where's that one found? Philippians three twenty. Okay. For our citizenship is in heaven, from which we also eagerly wait for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. This is a really important because so many people like to put stakes down as their citizen here. I understand mm -hmm. that. Because, you know, we even read Acts and Paul, you know, used his Roman citizenship at times, you know, to get out of jams and binds and crap, you know, <laughs> that he had to go through. You know, he was going through a lot of junk for the kingdom of God. And sometimes we have to do that, too. I have no problem with that. But uh, one thing I have a problem with is what people do is they put, try to put stakes down with their citizenship here. And no, no our, our primary citizenship is the one that's in heaven. That's what we're a citizen of. Okay. And... That, but of course, what what happens? Christ brought that kingdom mm -hmm. down here to earth, and so we're a, we're a citizen of heaven, but here on earth. This is the way it's described. But our citizenship is in heaven, and so we're citizens of the kingdom of heaven right. here on earth. Right. That's what we are. But see, that's this is where our our citizenship is from heaven, because now, now I guess you could say we have dual citizenship, but we're really. It doesn't matter about the earthly one because that doesn't really matter. We only use that to get out of binds and stuff. We only, but we use our heavenly citizenship for God's glory. Right. That's what we're doing. Well, you know, I think of it the idea that New Jerusalem is where we're kind of looking as our final 
guest destination, you could say. And we will not be able to enter that unless we are proven to have our names written in the Book of Life, which in essence is almost like our passport into New Jerusalem because of our citizenship. Yeah, we got to have the right visas. Right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's essentially our visa is getting into that, that city and we have to, okay, yeah, our, is our visa going to uh, not be expired by the time we show up there? <laughs> this is essentially what's going on, right? right? Right, right, And so, yeah, we want our visa to not be expired by the time we show up we there. We want the right paperwork. Yeah, yeah. And so, of course, we need our name written down in that book. And that's right. what we're trying to all do. I'm trying to get every every listener of this show to have our names written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Because if we're not there, we're cast out. And we don't want to be cast well, out. And we want to be doing everything we need to be doing, being obedient and obeying God's word by living rightly and rightly dividing the word of truth, which is not falling into temptation or deception, you know, and living ungodly lives. Because Jesus came here as a citizen from heaven, but he was obedient here on earth. He never sinned. So he is our example. So we can live the same way and not let, because we live in a fallen world, let that fallen sin destroy us. No, we can live righteous and holy lives like Jesus did. Let's go ahead and go to number nine there. Jesus Christ came from heaven to return to earth. First Thessalonians 4.16. Let let's go ahead and read that one. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel, and with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Okay, this is describing Christ's return, which, you know, right. of course, our, all of our listeners, you know, mm -hmm. we believe that already transpired, you know, nearly 2,000 years ago now. Mm -hmm. Okay, this is like ancient history to us, but, you know, most people, they're waiting for this this right around the corner anytime now. For us, we, we understand that, no, no, Christ came back, but it wasn't what people think. See, most people's thinking is that, oh, Christ, when everything, when Christ returns, everything, he's going to solve every, every, every problem on earth. Because the problems on earth are a result of people's sin. And he, right. he, he didn't come to solve that problem. Mm -hmm. He came to just give us a chance for eternal life if we choose him. Mm -hmm. That's what he gave us a chance to do. And that's why I'm saying, he is there. He is from heaven. Mm -hmm. We return to earth. That's why he went up, back, up there and now he came back down. And now, I think he's here now. Most people are, are in rebellion against his King of King and Lord of Lords reign, reign right now, which is unfortunate. Because we have now Satan's running this world. People think that, oh, they're really running everything. When, you know, Christ is the true King of Kings. He's a rightful heir to the throne. And most people have are backing a usurper. Which, right. Which, which, right. Is, oh, which yeah. is the satanic forces of this day. Right. Age. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The, the, the Dark Age now, that these are the usurpers of Christ's throne. And so we need to be back in Christ. They're the phony leaders and power people of this world. Well, we see how this, this world's getting run right now. It's getting right. run right into the ground. Right. Financially, spiritually, every other way. And this is what people are backing? I think people need to start waking up and realize whatever we're doing right now doesn't seem to be working. Right now, you know, our whole, our, our whole culture and lifestyle is pretty much going down the tubes fast. Well, it's not serving. It may be serving the powers that be because they're evil, but it's not serving anyone else. It's deteriorating families and health and spiritual relationships, you know, spirit, the, the relationship people have with God. It, it's just deteriorating everything in every aspect of every area. Part of the growth of this show is simply because people have started to wake up to this they're truth. They're looking for the truth. And that they're realizing whatever's been going on with the church and been going on with society 
it doesn't seem to be working very good because right, right now uh, we're, we're in a free fall spiritually in every way, shape, and form. Right. And I, uh, what I'm trying, we're trying to do is just stop all that mm-hmm. and go, listen, we need to wake up to what the Bible actually states and not these, these fantasy dreams that, uh, of what the world should be like. No, all that stuff's not working. I'm sick of seeing these preachers and teachers out there that aren't living for God right. and they're preaching and teaching God's word all the time. No, no. See, I believe that if you are teaching God's word, you should be living it. Right. I know that's that, that's a radical point of view, but this is what I believe. Do as I say, not as I do. That whole attitude, like they're above the law or the truth of God, and they can just teach what they think is right, but they can live a whole different way. Just God doesn't want anyone to think they're too good or too above the rules to or to have an obedient heart toward God. You know, even Jesus was submissive to his father. You know, he, in in all proportions of exampleship to us in every way. And we just have to remember that, read about it, and remind ourselves so we can follow his example. Go ahead and read number 10 there. Our inheritance is reserved. Guess what we have, folks? We've got inheritance coming mm. to us. We're not just, we don't just have eternal life coming, folks. We's got an inheritance as well. Where, where's that found yeah, there? First Peter one four. I think that's First yeah, Peter one four. Yeah, yeah, go ahead and read it. I think I think that's in our security deposit box up in heaven. Yeah. I love this verse. To an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled that does not fade away and reserved in heaven for you. So it's locked up in there. Yeah, that's reserved. We got <laughs> we have it on reserve right now, bud. <laughs> And it's gonna it's gonna be coming down. It's gonna be given to us. It's not gonna be mistakenly given away to anyone yeah. else. It's gonna be there for you. So you know that's what I'm saying. We have an inheritance, mm. and it, it's not it's an eternal inheritance. It's not just gonna be inheritance. It's gonna be a finite inheritance. You know, like people get inheritances, but then it's only lasts as long as they're alive. And then once they're dead, their inheritance they is gone. They can't t- imagine living forever and getting an inheritance to boot. That we didn't have to work for. That we were just given because we've already worked for it in this life. See, that's what we're working for in this life. We're working for an inheritance right now. So you talk about people who have these cushy jobs and they get these bonuses every year, right? Or they get the perks of the job. Well, let me tell you, if you're a believer in God and you are obeying God and his word, you got perks waiting for you up in heaven. Waiting, securely waiting. And you will be... Um, they'll be granted to you when you overcome this life and ran the race to the full extent. And when you see the Lord one day or when that after this life is over, you'll well, be There's so much greatly. we can say on inheritances. Yes. I, 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 I think we have a show coming on now. <laughs> Let's go, ahead and go on to the next one. The Holy Spirit also came down from heaven. Okay. That's First Peter chapter... One, one twelve. One twelve. Go ahead. To them it was revealed that not to themselves... But also, they were ministering the things which now have been reported to you through those who have preached the gospel to you by the Holy Spirit sent from heaven, things which angels desire to look into. Okay, so again, Holy Spirit came down from heaven, and now, see, he's even helping us out. Well, when Jesus was baptized, that's right. a dove came out of heaven. Right. And came upon Jesus. That was the Holy Spirit. Right. Yes. Holy Spirit came down as a dove. So Mm -hmm. it's from heaven too. So we know not Mm -hmm. not just the angels live there, but the Holy Spirit's there too. So if you think, you know, we talked about earlier that the birds are in the sky, you know, and a dove is like a bird that came out of heaven. Yeah. That's interesting. 
All right, let's go on to number uh, number 12, 12 there. There is a temple of God in heaven. Okay, this is kind of interesting. There is actually a temple in heaven. Then the temple of God was opened in heaven, and the ark of his covenant was seen in his temple. And there were lightnings, noises, thunderings, an earthquake, and great hail. Okay, so we, we don't know much about heaven except for we know that it lives as a temple in heaven, I guess. Uh-huh. So we know that, that that exists, but of course, you know, what God, we're not, no humans goes there uh-huh. because God doesn't need, really, we don't, we, no one can go in the temple really because we can't get up to, into heaven to be there. Mm-hmm. But it does, this is the only really, one of the only few details we have of what's actually heaven's like. What's it like up there? We don't really know, but we know there's a temple up there, according to this passage of scripture, but that's really the only thing we really know. Mm-hmm. Um, let's go to the next one here. 13. 13. There is a war in heaven. Okay, this is an interesting one. Sin, actually, one thing you learn in the book of Revelation. Mm-hmm. Sin was actually birthed in heaven. Wow. That it was not birthed here on earth. It was it was in heaven before it came down to earth. As a matter mm-hmm. of fact, the sin of heaven was then banished to earth. Huh. And so God has, that's why God's looking out for us. He knows that, you know, he sent a bunch of wicked and evil uh, problems down our way. And so he's working with us to try to resolve those issues and problems that we have. But you know what? There is a war in heaven. This is before the fall of man. Mm-hmm. Let's go ahead and read that one here. Revelation chapter 12, 7. 12, 7. Yeah. And war broke out in heaven. Michael and his angels fought with the dragon. And the dragon and his angels fought. Okay, so obviously you can read more of that passage of scripture. I think we have a show a little bit on that one. Mm-hmm. But again, Michael, the archangel, and I think he became an archangel after he him fighting this war mm-hmm. and, and standing up for righteousness. Mm-hmm. And that's why he was exalted at, to a high mm-hmm. angel status as a result of him fighting against the wicked forces of darkness in heaven. Right, right. And of course, they were banished to earth and they became then quickly our problem. And so they've been our problem ever since. But see, God's designed the whole system this way so that we would have a real choice. Right. See, God doesn't want a bunch of automaton robots mm. following him. He wants people that really chose him, that fought for him, that are, are going to endure the hardships of life for him. Well, I find it very interesting. And I explain it this way. God knew of the situation that was unfolding in heaven. And his solution to that situation was to cast them out because they couldn't be in his presence. So where did he cast them? Down to the place where we or people were already being made. Humans were already here, Adam and Eve. Interesting enough, you, know, you talk about the certain phrases we have in our English language. Um, go to the crucible, into the, the fire. And things that, you know, you, you endure things and you come out of those things a little stronger. Well, here we are living on this earth, this place where evil has been cast to. And it's almost like, is it impossible to overcome and to succeed here and living for God? No, it's not impossible. It is possible. And there is a cloud of witness ahead of us that have already done that. But that's the thing is I think, like you said, this is like that proving ground. This is that. Um, stage in which we can shine for God in insurmountable odds that are stacked against us. Evil, rampant, all around. But we do not have to succumb to that evil because greater is he who is in me than he who is in the world. 
Well, God doesn't want no fair weather friends. That's for that's sure. right. See, it's easy to love God if everything's going your way. See, mm-hmm. that's the whole thing. Is God wants to see, are you going to love me even if things aren't going your way? Right. See, this is what God really wants to find out. And you know, by inundating this world with a bunch of evil, and then having us sit here in the midst of this, he's going to find out who's really is his and who's mm-hmm. like a fair weather friend. And, that, and what I want to do is I want us to all stand up that are listening to this show and go, you know what, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to be a fair-weather friend. No matter how hard things get, I'm going to be on the Lord's side. Right. And I'm going to back him because what we're going for is so great, an inheritance that will last forever, eternal life and all that. We're going for the gusto, and we're going to go for this because we, we want to back righteousness and goodness. Right. And we know evil is running this this world amok right now. Right. And we don't, we don't need this. The struggle is real, but the reward is worth it. Go to the next one here, number 14. New Jerusalem came down out of heaven. Okay, go ahead and read that one. Then I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. Okay, that's on Revelation chapter 21, verse 2. And here we learn that the only really, in the end of the Bible... Okay, the last few chapters of the Bible, the only thing about heaven that you read about there is this city coming down out of heaven mm. to new earth, which is, you know, it's like, uh, you know, of course, the bride of Jesus Christ. Of course, you know why? Because the people living inside this city are mm. Christ's bride. It's not the city is the bride of Christ. Right. It's the people that are going to be in the city are going to be the righteous. These are, this is a true bride of Christ. Kind here. of like how... The church isn't necessarily the building, but it's the people in the church. The body of believers are the church. So the city is kind of the... Congregation of the... Is boundary of where the bride exists. And I love that because, you know, I do love John 14 is one of my favorite chapters, but that Jesus said that he goes to prepare a place for us. And I do believe that that is what that place was, and that's why it came down. Well, yeah, definitely we have our inheritance is waiting for it. That's a huge city. If you read, mm-hmm. the dimensions are given in Revelation. It's huge. It's, you know, literally 1,500 miles by 1,500 miles. It's huge. Mind-blowing. Yeah, it's a, it's a huge <laughs> city. And we all could live there very comfortably. And, you know, it's a garden city. We know it's mm-hmm. it, God's created. And so, yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be wonderful. Okay, mm-hmm. one last one we're going to go over. Okay. And this is the one that people don't like to hear. Because it's very clear, are we going to heaven or are we not going to heaven? Well, we're right. going to read in our Bibles, John 3.13. What does that one say? No one except Jesus Christ has ascended to heaven. Uh-oh. That's not, not, that's not, that's not good news, is so, it? So, no one has ascended to heaven but he who came down from heaven. That is the Son of Man who is in heaven. Okay, so John was declaring there mm. that there's only one person. That has ascended to heaven. And that's the Son of Man. And we all know who that is. That's Jesus Christ. And, of course, at the time that he was writing this, he was writing this after he had already ascended to heaven. And that's why he says, who is in heaven. So, in other words, he currently, mm-hmm. when, when John was writing that, he was in Christ heaven. was in heaven at that time. So, right. you could tell this wasn't a direct quote from Christ. Right. This was John writing about who Christ so, was in heaven. This was before the Armageddon, before yep. Christ returned. This is that time frame in that generation when right. he was going to come back again, but they had to wait out and go through right. all that hardship. Yeah, when the whole New Testament was written during that time period, but they were waiting for Christ to return. Mm-hmm. And we know that here, of course, he was in heaven at that time 
waiting for the 40 years for them to evangelize the world, which they ended up doing in that 40 years, so he can return. And that's exactly what happens. So, but again, a lot of people don't like to hear the scripture, but yes, no one has ascended to heaven. Right. Not Elijah. Not Enoch. No one in the Bible has ascended to heaven because we're not we're not from heaven. Right. We we are from earth. God has created us from actually the dust of the earth. Right. From the dust of the earth is what we were created from. Right. So this is where we are we are from. And of course, he's created a new heaven, a new earth for us. We've got a reward coming. You know, that's a really interesting thing that you say that. When you die, your body, your spirit goes back to God, okay? Your body and like you even said, and we've talked about this maybe in other shows, that what inherits the kingdom of God? It's not flesh and blood, flesh and bone. Flesh and bone, that's right. So it makes sense that if we die, that our bodies maybe stay here and we will be reanimated in a new body that is from New Jerusalem or from heaven. That is where we, you know, it just makes sense that everything that it, it's like, you know, I hate to say it, but what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Well, what happens in Earth stays on Earth. <laughs> that, that's pretty much the same way, but people don't like to understand. and under, Like, all these things are mentioned about heaven, but not one place has ever mentioned that we're, we're going there. Right. No, it actually says no one's ascended to heaven. Right. And so this is why, but the, the, the sad truth is I want you to understand this isn't bad news. This is just the reality of what the Bible teaches. I'm tired of people living in some fantasy land and not something that Bible I wanna I wanna believe what the Bible actually says and not some fantasy that people are making up. Well Yeah, I know it sounds better to say, oh we're all going to heaven to be with God and we're right. gonna party up there forever. Right. That that sounds pretty good. But the, the the truth is is that's not what the Bible teaches. And I wanna be honest with the word of God and if it says that somewhere, well then show me. But what I'm what I've discovered is no one can show me a verse of scripture, even one. That states anyone is going to heaven. As a matter of fact, it, quite, it says quite the opposite here. Right. Well, I think the misconception is that there are all these things that preclude us to believe that these things are from heaven or that they belong to us and they're in heaven. Or, you know, there's a connection between the things that we will receive and their, withhold, their holding is being held in heaven. But the idea is New Jerusalem. It's a city coming down. It's on the new earth, but it's like heaven. It's, it's, it is the heaven that we are looking forward to. It's heaven on earth. Essentially, right. <laughs> part of heaven came down to earth. Right. And now that is where we and are residing. the heaven that people refer to that they don't even realize they're referring to it because that's the only heaven we're going to get. But it, we're not going to heaven, folks. Right. I'm just trying to get people to understand this. And most of these eschatology views, unfortunately, they fall very short. When you bring up this idea that, well, the Bible teaches that no one is ascended to heaven. And then all of a sudden, it requires people going to heaven in order for, mm -hmm. for, their, for their theology, for their eschatology to work. Mm -hmm. I've had even people I brought this up to. I was like, well, the Bible says no one is ascended to heaven. And so we're not going to heaven. We're from earth. Right. And then people said, well, it, does, it doesn't really matter if we are going to heaven or not. As long as we're, you know, we're God and everything. Well, yeah, then, you, but it does matter. And here's why it matters. Because your theology on eschatology, what you believe about end times, relies upon you going to heaven. You take that away, and all of a sudden, 
what you what you view about end times doesn't work. What you believe about the future all of a sudden is false. This is where it really comes. The rubber hits the road here, and people don't really understand this. This is why I'm trying to bring this up to people's attention. There's a problem because heaven is not taught that we're going there, and most of these eschatology views right. have people going there when the Bible doesn't teach even one verse of the Bible teaches this right. ever. Anyway, you might be able to construe that, but of course, we all talk, looked at that. There's more than one heaven, mm-hmm. and you look at the context of what they're saying there, and you and none of that is always talking about the third heaven where God resides. Oh yeah, are people in the sky can they go there? Yeah, they can. You can't go to the third heaven where God resides. No one has ascended that high mm-hmm. except for Jesus Christ. Because he was from there. And I just want people to understand this because this is one of the things that makes my teaching very unique. I have no one going to heaven. Because that's not because I understand that's what the Bible teaches. My eschatology view is based on well, no one's ascended to heaven and we, we, we're waiting for New Jerusalem, New Jerusalem to be a citizen of that city, which is what the Bible actually teaches. Right. And all you have to do is read the end of the Bible and that's what it's all talking about right there. Right. The last few chapters of the Bible, that's all it's talking about there. New Jerusalem coming down out of heaven, and um, and it gives all the descriptions of all that. And so I'm just trying to get people to understand this is is what our hope is. Don't make your hope into something false that isn't ever going to happen, because some preacher told you that it's going to happen. When I just tell them, give show have them show you a Bible verse, right? Even one verse that teaches this. And this is what's really making me mad because you know people say, oh, well, it doesn't matter. Yeah, it does matter because you're teaching your eschatology view of end times based on people going to heaven. Well, it's the idea that people want to have a peace about their final destination. And that peace comes wrapped up in this simple little package of going to heaven. The idea, though, is is that accurately described in the Word of God? No. Scripture is very clear that no one, like we just read, goes to heaven. But so many people don't care if that isn't the literal example of the Word of God. They want the peace, regardless. I have peace. I think lots of people who believe that when we die, we will receive our reward and go to New Jerusalem. I think that's the heaven that so many people speak of without understanding that's what it is. But I believe that's the peace that everyone wants to have. Do they refer to it correctly? No. But in essence, because if you were to ask people, if you were to go and, and do a poll, what does heaven look like? They're going to describe to you what New Jerusalem looks like. That's and right. And that's what they're going to think heaven looks like. But it is not heaven. It's New Jerusalem. That's come down out of heaven. So, you see, this is what I'm trying to get people to understand. What we're going for is an inheritance in New Jerusalem that's come down out of heaven. That's where the streets of gold are at, folks. Right, that's exactly. The pearly okay. gates. The pearly gates, the streets of gold, that's where that's at. <laughs> right. It's not in some place where God resides up there. No, no, right. that's where the angels, we already t- discussed that. Angels live up there. You know, God lives up there. That's no their realm. That we're living on the realm of this world, of, of this earth. You know, the new earth. And so this is what we're going for. Mm. We're going to get an inheritance on this world, mm. okay, that'll last forever. Because, But right now, we're living in a very dark age. A very dark age of deception. I think the powers that be know what what, what we're, gonna, we're going for. Right. They are trying to derail everything that we're trying to do here. All I'm trying to do is get us back on track to focus on what the Bible actually teaches. You don't believe how many obstacles I've had to go through to get, to get the show going. <laughs> it's, 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 it's ridiculous. Well, it's really sad. 
if you think about it. All of the people who are really trying to endure and overcome this life and this world and the lies and deception and all of this, and you think about it, the evil of this world do not want anyone to be successful to overcome. Because, like you said, the angels came from heaven. So maybe they were already privy to what God's plan was and knew that God was going to make this other place and they know what is in store for those who are obedient to God and they don't want anyone to receive that inheritance and those rewards. Because basically it's, I don't know, it's almost like they get the win if you don't overcome, but if you overcome... God gets the win. Well, we're just living in a very dark age, and we just need to understand that. But we need to keep our eyes focused on what the Bible really states. Right. Not what these fake false teachers and false preachers are saying. Mm. No, no, no. You, you tell them to prove you. Give you give you the, give the biblical evidence that you need to know and, of what they're saying. Because I am sick and tired mm -hmm. of calling these guys out. Of course, they just spout this stuff, and they don't even know what the Bible says. I think a lot of these people, they don't even read their Bibles. Well, Honestly, I, think I I think it's so sad because, you know, you think about some people who are really um, easily deceived, okay? Children, elderly, people who just have a desire to want to believe something is real, want to believe something to have peace and hope and security in what to expect. But, but this whole idea and then of going to heaven and then all these books written on heaven is real and five people you meet in heaven and all of these things all precluded on this false hope of going to heaven. And I think as much as these people mean well and the peace and the, the satisfaction of having a hope that this is going to be a, a safe place or a destination that we can look forward to, we can. And that's New Jerusalem. And let's not mistake New Jerusalem for heaven when it's really what we're told in the Bible is what to expect is New Jerusalem. And I, I don't want to have any expectations or assumptions that I take to my grave, per se, with the idea that I'm expecting it to be this way and I am totally off guard when it's something else because I believe the lie. I, I just think no one wants to believe a lie and then wake up to the truth of it not being what they thought it was going to be. Well, I think a lot of people, when they pass away, you know, we know what that word means, pass away, right? <laughs> We're passing from this world to the next. They're going to think they're going to heaven, but they're not passing from this world to heaven. They're passing this world <laughs> to new earth. Right. That's where they're going. But see, so many people are going to be deceived, and I think they're going to get a shock. Yeah. I don't want my listeners to get a shock when their life is over, and they're going to know exactly where they're going. Right. This is what I'm, I'm trying to do on this show. We want to prepare you. We're trying to prepare you for where you're going, and you're going to know where you're going. And when you get there, you'll be like, yep, that Brother Phil and Sister Crystal, <laughs> they were right. This is where we're going. And then I, I just don't, I'm, I'm trying to lead you guys right to, to the pearly gates, where, uh, the real pearly gates, right. on New Earth, where the Bible actually teaches. And I want you to be a citizen of that city. Amen. And so I'm going to visit every one of you guys. <laughs> because we're living right now in a very dark Satan little season 2.0, not only because it's biblical. Because it's the only thing that makes sense and gives hope. Join or contact us at satanslowseason.org.
This is a non-copyright, living in Satan's little season production.